On days like today, you must be proud of your country, proud of their accomplishment, their achievements, the things that they can do. You never know what your country is capable of, and that's why we celebrate days like today. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Lockdown Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, me, Slovensky, key, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Slovenia! Let's go! Let's go! How cool. There is nothing more that makes you happy as a Mavs fan than seeing Luka Doncic happy. I didn't didn't know it would make me so happy seeing Luka so happy. It was just, I felt like I was living through him out there. I'm like, am I going to get misty eyed just seeing Luca happy? Is this where I'm at right now in my life? And uh, it was, it could have been allergy season right now. On today's show, Isaac and I are going to talk about the Slovenian national team making the Olympics. We'll talk about why that's such a big deal, why everybody's talking about it. We'll get into a couple of comments Luca had to say afterwards. So we'll get into that. We'll also talk about John Hollinger had a comment about a player he used to be the general manager of, which I thought was was very telling, Mike Conley, uh, connection to Dallas. We'll talk about that. We've talked about Conley as a free agent target for the Mavs for a while. So we'll get into that. We'll talk about Luka and Slovenia. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join us to get in on the action. Spotify Greenroom, changing the way we talk sports. All right, Isaac Harris. The Slovenian national team makes the Olympics, qualified for the Olympics that are coming up like in August, like a month from now, which is wild. It's coming up real quick. But they qualified for the first time in Slovenian history making the Olympics. Like just an incredible achievement for a country that uh, just has never made it, like literally never been there. Yeah, man, it was it's so cool. We got up. I was up with uh, my kids early Saturday morning and turned the game on. They were playing Venezuela uh, in that game. And my son instantly, Luca, 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 start <laughs> freaking out. Uh, one, the jerseys are absolutely amazing. I'm, yeah. I'm, I've been DMing people trying to get a hookup to one of these jerseys. <laughs> I, I need one. Uh, but just to see Luca on the floor playing basketball is one thing. But just seeing the excitement, seeing the uh, excitement his teammates have, uh, just playing with him, which has been kind of a, uh, kind of an ironic thing. Uh, seeing uh, people um, in the national media try to create that narrative a little bit. Yeah, it turns out people like playing with Luca. Shocking. Breaking news there. Just to see the press conference. <laughs> the soundboard is back. The, the press conference after the game, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of you've seen the video by now. I think Tim Reynolds uh, tweeted it out, but just of him, you know, he's sitting there at the presser, he's talking after the game, and then it's the teammates just swarm him yeah. and they if start dancing. If you're listening to the podcast, it's in the intro. The, the intro sound and you hear they you hear them say, Me Slovensi, da, 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 da. That's so, uh, them uh, all just ch- like charging him. It's great. 
It was awesome. I mean, we got together tonight uh, on on Sunday night and had ribs and everything and just sang this Slovenian national anthem. Uh, That's what we tried to sing at the beginning of the pod. (laughs) If you're not from Slovenia. We tried our hey, I ever all this are all, all of our Slovenian listeners will they'll either give us credit for trying or just really bash our our version of it because we tried. We looked up the lyrics, we tried to sound it out, we tried to get through it, but yeah. Uh I hope you enjoyed the intro there. Don't skip the intros. Uh, Nick was like, Hey, we're gonna do the cold open at your house, you know, before <laughs> or after we eat. And I was like, All right, I'm gonna put on the biggest dad fit I could find. <laughs> And I walked outside and him and uh, our wives just started dying laughing. I think Nick's wife laughed more than mine. Mine was just embarrassed and there was was no one else around. Face in her hands just like did not want to think. It's like, why are you wearing that? But you know what? You You went all out too. Tucked in shirt, the long long white socks. Yeah. I don't think you went New Balance. I don't think you went full like. (laughs) I don't own any New Balance. (laughs) So (laughs) I can't do it. But back to Luca, Slovenian team. How how happy was was Toby whenever he found out that Luca was going to play on the national team because his life just got a lot easier. Oh man, completely. <laughs> completely. And everyone's talking about him too. I saw a lot of people like I think John Hollinger even made a joke like best Slovenian players. It was like Toby number 1 and then 2 was blank. <laughs> it was just like Yeah. Man, shouts to that guy. So we will follow the Slovenian national team all through the Olympics. We'll probably watch every game. I don't know if we'll do full post-game podcasts from them, but we'll definitely do something after every single game now that they've qualified. And so we'll, we'll get into that for sure. Um, but, yeah, we'll get into that. A couple other things. Um, Luka Doncic had some comments after the game that, that people were, were either for or against. I think, I think most Mavs fans were for it, but – uh, let's hear from Luka Doncic. We've got some audio here, uh, video from uh, from post-game. Luka was asked the question, would you rather win a gold medal for Slovenia or an NBA championship? That's quite the question. But Great here's Luka, and here's his answer. Interesting. Interesting. He would rather get a gold medal than win an NBA champion. He said, I'd rather have a gold medal, but I'd rather have both. Yeah. Like, I I didn't understand any backlash to this at all. I honestly didn't see a ton to it. But, yeah, I would rather have a gold medal hands down every day, all day, over an NBA championship. So, uh, yeah, I totally understood that. I honestly think I would be shocked if he said the opposite. That's that's where I would have you know stood with that. Now I especially think, considering he's playing with Slovenia right now, right? Like it's there's sort of like yeah. not recency bias, but there's sort of like you're there, you're in it with those guys. Like if you said you'd rather have an NBA championship than win a gold medal with guys that you're gonna see like that very next minute, they're gonna charge the podium and and cheer for you, right? Like I mean, you kind of play to your audience a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, but I, I mean, we have seen in just the short time that we have, you know, got to experience Luca over these past three years that how much he loves his country and how mm-hmm. loyal he is to his country and so just yeah he doesn't I just, have to play right now yeah he doesn't at all and now that you know he's played this qualifying tournament now he's going to play more not on top of that traveling to Tokyo and all of that so 
yeah, I'm excited for him. He he seems so happy and just all the post game comments and stuff too. And the team seems happy and I just love seeing him happy. So I just don't want the run to stop. I think there's a couple things with this. First of all, you get less bites at the apple with a gold medal than you do an NBA championship. He gets For to try sure. every single year and he's one of the top five players. And the, the Mavericks at some point are going to be, a, a, you know, a title contending team. They'll get there guys. They will eventually, maybe not, maybe not this season, but they're coming. Uh, so eventually they'll, they'll get some bites of the apple there. And if you're a player, Lucas caliber, you're expected to win multiple championships at this point in the NBA in NBA history with a gold medal. They, this His country has literally never made the Olympics. So if you looked at this quote or if you heard this quote and said, how dare he, right, or, or anything like that, I mean, it's just a different – there's just a – there are different levels of accomplishments, I think. Uh, a bigger accomplishment to win the gold medal with Slovenia than to to win the NBA title, right? I mean, we Yeah, look, it, it's hard. It would that, be harder. Don't we look at that Argentina – gold medal right and we and this and, and we look at it like man that's like an incredible accomplishment that's one of the reasons why like manage nobly and guys are going to make the hall of fame is because of that mm. run right yeah it's going to be a lot harder too i mean obviously you're going yeah. against i mean everybody's going to have to go against you know the united states and i mean <laughs> hey, like imagine that- if brooklyn had all the rest of their <laughs> their roster full of all-stars <laughs> yeah but you know i just them getting a medal in Tokyo will be a huge accomplishment. And you look at the group that they're going into. I think they play Argentina, yep. uh, the very first game in that. Also, Japan and Spain is in their group, too. So Nico all, Brusino. Argentina. Yeah, Brusino versus, <laughs> versus Luca, 40-something-year-old Luis Scola. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, the Spain team. I'm anxious. Really? I haven't seen the exact uh, team for Spain. And we know the Gasol brothers but uh, I, I don't know about, you know, Rubio and those guys either. But, but yeah, and, you know, like you said, Rui, Mavs legend, Baba mm. on Japan team. Let's go. But, no, I, I'm really curious to see, you know, if, if they can pull off a medal. Just them going on the run they did in the qualifying tournament, them going up against Lithuania in that, you know, that final game there on Sunday, on ye- yesterday, going against the bonus and Valanchunas and those guys. And to see Luca. We've seen that, you know, this past year <laughs> of these huge games and huge moments for the Mavericks. And honestly, it kind of reminded me of what Chris Paul did the other night of when when great players, when the best players say, I'm not going to lose this game. And they put the they say, give me the ball. I'm not. There's no way I'm going to lose this game. Saw it with Chris Paul, seen it with Luca today against Lithuania, putting up this triple double like he did. And I mean, yeah. It was a very, very impressive performance. And just the celebration afterwards was the cherry on top. Incredible performance for Luca and for Slovenia. Congratulations making the Olympics. We'll follow the rest of it. We'll watch every single game and we'll be in on it. Uh, you can follow it here on Locked On Mavs. Because Luca, I mean, we're essentially locked on Luca at some, at some point. So we might as well just lean totally into it. Coming up, let's talk about Mike Conley and John Hollinger. John Hollinger had a very interesting quote about Mike Conley and Dallas, that connection there. We'll get into that. Why should the Mavs want Conley? We'll get into that a little bit too. But I got to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And right now, there's a limited time flavor. Isaac, the Grasshopper Cookie Bar is back. It's there. We got to try these. I absolutely loved it. I think everybody else on the network loved them too. They're only available July 6th through the 9th. So coming up here. Uh, basically, let's see, if you're listening to this on Monday, that means a couple days from now you'll be able to get it. Tuesday, I guess you'll be able to, to order that bar. So go get it while they're hot. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein. They're absolutely great. It's basically the Built Bar's version of the classic Thin Mint cookie. 
uh, you know, the, the thin mint, like the Girl Scout type cookie. So there's a little bit of mint in there. And then there's that little bit of crunch in there as well that you get in that built bar. They're absolutely great, but it's a bar and a cookie flavor like that without all the sugar, five grams of sugar in that bar. They're absolutely delicious. Go get you some. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into a quote from John Hollinger, who used to be in the front office, I think vice president of basketball operations for the Memphis Grizzlies. He was with Mike Conley a lot. He was, you know, his in the front office for him. He re-signed him, all that kind of stuff. Uh, this was a quote he had to say recently on a podcast. The team to watch with Conley is Dallas, though. I mean, they were the team that was after him when he was a free agent last time, and he resigned with Memphis. Yeah, I would definitely keep an eye on Dallas. Interesting, interesting. First of all, let's start here. Why should the Mavs want Conley? Oh, I mean, the Mavericks want Conley because they're all the Mavericks are in the organization, everybody's watching this run that Phoenix is on right now. And you look at the run that Phoenix is on and you're looking at what a veteran point guard who came in and took some playmaking responsibilities and provided some leadership for a young team, for a young star in Devin Booker. And they're like, well, dang, like, yeah, Mike Conley's not Chris Paul. Like, I get that. But can he give you 75% of what Chris Paul gave to Phoenix? Yeah. Do the maps need Mike Conley to be Chris Paul? No, like not 100%, right? Like Luca can take them Luca can take the Mavs farther than Booker and Aiton could take the Suns before, right? Like, if you're going to just, like, look at them relevant to where they are right now, the Mavs don't need that much more. But they do need a guy like this, for sure. Like you said, a secondary creator. We've talked about that so much. If you've never listened to us before, by the way, thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the podcast. Watch us on YouTube every single day. And uh, we are a a five-day-a-week podcast covering the Dallas Mavericks, all that. But Even through the offseason. Even through the offseason. We don't mess around. Mike Conley, as a secondary creator, would be awesome for the Mavericks. He can credibly hit some threes. He can, you know, assist. He can carry a second unit. Like, he can score a little bit. He's a guy that the Mavericks would want. And he's not, like, that old either. He's he's going to turn 34 October 11th, which now isn't that old anymore, right? Like, for certain guys, it's just not old at all. But, yeah, so it's not like he's 37. It's not like he's 38 in the end of his end of his prime there. He actually really did a lot for the Utah Jazz. He made his first all-star team this year. Now, granted, it was like a tertiary injury replacement <laughs> all-star. But he, but he was right on the fringe, though. It's not like like he yeah. was he was right there. So he was very close. Yeah, yeah, he was right there to get it. And then he eventually did get in for his first birth there. And then I think that Jazz team really missed him in some of that time that he missed in the playoffs this season. Uh, especially, like, they just not did not look right against the Clippers until he came back that one game. He struggled. You could tell he just wasn't right. And then uh, I think his absence was the reason why they lost the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, you've seen how he played, you know, off of Donovan Mitchell this past season and having those two creators, seeing what he did when Mitchell was off the floor and what he him running the offense, some with Rudy Gobert, I thought was huge for that Utah Jazz team. And that's the thing. It's like, man, I would look like... Obviously, in in a perfect world, if Kawhi can come to Dallas, you go get Kawhi, like hands down. But if you're telling me the Mavericks walked out of the offseason with Mike Conley, I am jumping for joy because Mike Conley is exactly what we've been saying that this team needs. A vet, like you say, he's 34 years old, a vet. He has playoff experience. He's been there, done that. 
he would step right in. They were interested in him before. And if he could come in and play off Luca, and that would give you a legitimate person too, that when Luca's off the floor, you're like, okay, cool. Go run some offense, Mike Conley. He shot 42% from three last year. So he can play off of Luka Doncic too. So I, I would be thrilled if Mike Conley is a Maverick next year. Absolutely. Me too. Look uh, at his money too. I, I think that's, that's something where I'm so curious on what is the situation with Utah this offseason? He made $34.5 million last year for the Utah Jazz. That is a, a, a big number for Mike Conley. So what does he want this offseason? Unrestricted free agent. What does Utah do to bring him back? I mean, Utah has some money on their books. They, they already have $130 million on their books for next season. That's not even including where Mike Conley is. So uh, they, yeah. Will they break the bank for Mike Conley? I don't know. Like, and they'd really have to break the bank, right? Like, you're going. Yeah. That's that's getting to luxury tax. I mean, you're in luxury tax uh, territory there. And you say, they, how they, are they at 130? Rudy Gobert is at 34.8. Donovan Mitchell at 28. Bogdanovich 18. Clarkson 12. Ingles 12. Favors 9. Royce O'Neal 8. So, like, all of these contracts, they add up. And now you have well, you're at 130 without Mike Conley, then then you're you're hitting that luxury tax mass. I mean, big time. Then so Dwayne Wade might have to shell out some bucks. <laughs> they do have new ownership, right? Like they do have a, a new ownership group there that may be able to shell out some more money. Uh, it's not like it's not like it's a small market and they can't afford it, right? Like they they, they yeah. may be able to with that group. I'm not. I don't know that group as well as I should. Maybe listen to Locked On Jazz and see what he has to think. He has Who's to the host of Locked On Jazz? Do I have to play the sounder again? I'm we, need, <laughs> we need a David Locke uh, sound fight. <laughs> <laughs> he does the he does this thing at the beginning of every pot. He goes bum 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 bum, like as his fake intro sound, and he always does that. It's like his intro music, and he's done that since the very beginning. But he recently just started to do his pods on video, like as a podcast, and he does the drum movements with his hand. Oh, let's go. <laughs> I love we it. need instead of just an audio drop, we need the video drop of David Locke doing the drum beat with his hands and also doing. If the Bill sound. Simmons is the Podfather, what is David Locke? Oh, uh, the, the Pod Uncle. The, uh, <laughs> he's one of the OGs of podcasting, though. So it's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah. especially daily, like the the daily stuff. He's been doing that since like the network started in 2016. But he was doing that. He was doing this. I think even before that, like 2014. Hats off to. That's awesome hats off and we'll keep yeah. ours on because man definitely <laughs> helped out our careers for sure so but like he helped pay for this hat so. <laughs> <laughs> and this hat and this thing and that thing and, and all this stuff around me this place and <laughs> yeah but mike Con so could the jazz afford mike conley sure they can bring him back right like they could keep his bird rights and they could yeah. sign him over the cap but if they don't want to offer it like to offer him the full max and a couple of years, like, that's going to cost them so much money. Like they'll have to pay even more than just the number of his contract. And so if they don't want to do that, if they don't want to get into that, especially for a team that underperformed, right. Considering they were the best team in the NBA record wise yeah. and all that, considering all that, uh, if they don't want to, to keep him, then maybe the Mavericks can get him at a little bit less than, a max because he wasn't going to get that from the jazz anyway. So, well, like, I don't know. There's all kinds of different scenarios that you could come up with, but if, if Conley and the Mavericks are a match, I think that they should definitely go for it and do it. Well, the thing that they need to do is they need to work out a sign and trade because 
if they lose him because of where they're at, if they if he just walks, then they don't they can't sign anyone else. Right. It's not like they have cap space. They're already at 130. So what they need to do if they're willing to spend it, but they're also looking at the roster saying, do we want to bring back the same team again? They need to look at a team like Dallas or whoever it is and say, can we work out a sign and trade to where we can get a couple of guys for Mike Conley? And then you go from there. If you're Dallas, what's the number you're comfortable with handing a $34 million, I mean a 34, a 34-year-old, which it could be 34. Could be 34. Um, made last year, so. A 34-year-old Mike Conley, what are you comfortable with? Are you comfortable with giving Mike Conley a one-year $30 million deal, a two-year $60 million deal? Are you comfortable with, you know, would he take a two-year $40 million deal with a player option on year two? And it's like 20 each of the years. like, I don't think he's getting less than 20. I don't think he's getting 34 either. So I don't know. I think it just depends on the team. And in that too, you probably lose Tim Hardaway Jr. Unless you figure out some way to do a sign and trade where, you know, you could keep Tim, you could sign Tim Hardaway and Conley in, in some way, right? Like, I guess it would have to be like Porzingis. Yeah, right? you like, could, well, would, you could do, throw in? like, let's just say you brought Tim back for around like 20. Then, if you there's some things that you assume Josh, you know, opts out. Let's just assume he does in this Richardson. scenario. Josh Richardson. So then you have around 15. You make a smaller trade to open up, try to get to that 20 mark. Would you know, would Conley take, you know, a deal around 18 million, 20 million, something like that? I don't know. I, I, I just don't, don't know. So. Yeah, I, I don't know what's that. What is on the table for him this offseason? We just don't know. But I, I, the thing I do know is he would be a great fit in Dallas and I would love to have him here. Oh, absolutely. He'd be an incredible fit. He would work. Would you let's coming up, let's get into this a little bit more with Conley. Would you do Mike Conley if you had to lose Tim Hardaway Jr., basically, right? Like, would you be able to if you couldn't get them if you couldn't keep them both, would you be okay with the Mavericks just getting Conley, losing Tim Hardaway Jr., and like that's their offseason? Let's get into that coming up. But before we do, let's talk about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way. To put down some money on sports, there's all kinds of stuff going on right now. All kinds of stuff. You can get into NBA Finals action. There is NBA Finals action happening right now on Bet Online. There's a little bit of trade talk. There's always uh, Stanley Cup stuff. You can do baseball stuff for sure. All kinds of different things. So NBA Draft stuff. Let's see. NBA Series, they currently have the Suns minus 183 as the favorite in the series to beat the mm. Bucks. That one's pretty interesting. You can also go game by game here. Game one, the Suns, a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home. That one's easy because Giannis, we're not really sure about him and his status and all that. I'm sure we'll find out more even probably today, Monday. But if you feel if you have a good feeling about that game, by the way, the money line for the Suns, minus 225, the Bucks plus 195 to win game one. That one's pretty interesting. If you want to put down some money, you got, you got an idea on how that one's going to go. If you think it's a trap game for the Suns, go ahead, put down some money, use the promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac Harris. If the Mavericks were able to get Conley, they landed Conley, but they had to lose Tim Hardaway Jr. and basically kept the rest of the team. Maybe they could do something else. Uh, maybe there's a mid-level exception they could work with. But what would they? What What do you think Mavs fans would say about the offseason? Um, who? Gosh, I think it depends on the contract, right? I think it's the, you know, either or. Let's just say I don't think Tim's taking a short-term deal. I think Tim's is at least twenty million dollars a year. I think you're looking at. 
three to four years. So let's just say three years for Tim. It's a three-year, $60 million deal. See, I don't know about 20 for Tim because I look at some of those other guys that are out there with, like, the Reggie Jacksons, the Dennis Schroeders, the, you know, there's other guys. There's a bunch of other guys kind of like that that are going to be available, uh, even like your Drogic's and your DeRozan's. Like, those guys are out there, and I think that, that, that the market for those type of guys is not going to be driven up to the level of $20 million a year for some So what do you think guys. he get? You think he gets, like, 15? Yeah, like 15 to 18, I think, a okay. year. So I think the question is, let's just say three years, fifty million for for Tim. Yeah. Or would you rather would you rather give Mike Conley one year for thirty? And I think I think that's the more realistic type of debate to where Tim's you know four years younger than him. Tim just turned twenty nine uh, a few weeks ago, and you know both forty percent three point shooters. But you also get playmaking with Mike Conley. You also yep. get a veteran in Mike Conley. Better defender. And, it. Yeah. And I, I think, honestly, I, I think I would do it. I, I would take Mike Conley over Tim probably, especially because it's a one-year, you know, I, I think it'll be a shorter-term deal for Mike Con- I think if I'm Conley, I would rather take a short-term, bigger you know, bigger money deal instead of a three- or four-year deal at like $12 million or something like that. So I think in that scenario, I would take Mike Conley. Yeah, that one is is really, really interesting. I think I would take Mike Conley too just because you're upgrading in so many different areas. And especially the way that I think you're upgrading is I think a point guard like that could really unlock Porzingis, a point guard that understands. I've I've read or listened to and heard a lot of things about Conley and the way that he works. He has this internal clock in his head to know when different guys on the court need to get the ball and need to touch the ball. And I think his clock like that would be in tune to Porzingis pretty quickly and he would be able to help unlock him and play like they would do. Uh, hopefully, kid would run a Luca unit and then a Conley and Porzingis unit. Hopefully, Conley and Porzingis's minutes would mirror each other. Um, you know, especially considering that you know he would be running the the second unit. Porzingis would be out there with the second unit, and Luca just whoever's out there with him is gonna, it's gonna work out. It feels like, uh, but I think that one's the the clear one. That's that's yes. the clear way I think that he would definitely work. But the Mavericks, I think, would also have to add another shooter then, right? If you're losing Tim Hardaway Jr., you are adding Conley, but I think you would need one more guy and one more shooter. And we've mentioned some names um, before that I think that they could go after. There's not they're not super sexy names, right? But there are yeah. some names out there we went over in our uh, free agency preview the other day. I think Dallas will be active in the in the trade market too mm-hmm. in the coming month for sure. Yeah. Yeah, in the free agency and all that too. So we'll see. We'll see how it unfolds. I, I think that was a, a really cool, uh, a really, th- I don't even know what to say as far as like Hollinger mentioning that because that was a connection that I hadn't thought of, you know, being the last time before he re-signed with Memphis and all of that. Do we take anything from that? So the quote was, they were a team that was after him when he was a free agent last time and when he resigned with Memphis. Do we take anything from that? Because that team was totally different. If I remember that was 2015, Right when they, ago, yeah. or 2015 or 2016 when they were after Conley, it was that same year that they were going to get Conley and Whiteside at the same time, right? Like that was going to be a huge summer oh, with yeah. the big fish. That was like a huge deal. But like it, nobody's the same, right? Like the coaches, and it's the only thing that's the same is the ownership. Luca wasn't there, Porzingis wasn't there, Kid wasn't there, Nico wasn't there. I guess some of the front office is still going to be the same, but there's just nothing the same between. So what do we take from guys who've had interest in the Mavericks in the past? to now with the front office and coaching situation the way it is. I mean, what do we even take from that? I mean, that's the, 
I mean, I think the bigger question of all of it is we, we've been talking about this. There's so many different scenarios that are uh, topics that were like or situation where like, man, what was the old regime and like how will it be different this time? Something that we were just texting about the other day. Or I text you about, you know, something with the Mavericks pre-draft stuff. They would never disclose yeah. all, any of their pre-draft workouts. They would never tell anyone. They would never have any media availability, any of that. It would have to leak from the agent of the player that went and did the yeah. workout that they even went and visited with Dallas. That Like it was to that level that they wouldn't tell us. Whereas the difference between that is other teams will like have media come to their pre-draft yeah. workouts and like announce them and put them on tw- like social media and like all kinds of stuff. Like, the, like the Pacers, like our yeah, you know, right. locked on host, Tony East, he's like tweeting out pre-draft workout quotes <laughs> and they're asking, you know, <laughs> they're having Zoom sessions talking yeah. to these guys. And the Mavericks have just never been a team like wouldn't that. Even told us, wouldn't even tell us who was working out with them, like at all. Yeah. So, so like, is that, it, those are examples of, I think what we have in our mind of what has been the Mavericks, we have to understand that like things might change. Like we just don't know what was, what was, you know, Cubans calls on some of these things or what was Rick Carlisle or Donnie Nelson. Some of these, you know, that's the, we could see any of this stuff saying, so going back to like your Mike Conley stuff and what they value. And it's like, man, we don't know if Nico Harrison and these guys, you know, and Jason Kidd want Mike Conley if they did, you know, four or five years ago. So, I would assume they would because that would be awesome. And Jason yeah, right. could, could be looking at it saying, Hey, I remember when I joined a team in my you know mid thirties and helped a championship caliber team. And maybe that could be me again. <laughs> yeah. I want to go back quickly to that Tim Hardaway Jr. Point. I just brought up my free agency list. So there's Tim Hardaway Jr. There's Dennis Schroeder, Reggie Jackson, Evan Fournier, Norman Powell. Those guys are all kind of like in the same vein, right? I mean, yeah. Tim Hardaway was probably a step below some of those guys. Oh, I guess even Reggie Jackson was a step below but they really stepped it up this season and then in the playoffs. Like, those guys are all kind of in the same You think range. Reggie Jackson gets close to him in money? <sighs> he really went off so. in the playoffs. He probably doesn't, but, he, I mean, he's going to be free agents. Does he get a deal? Like, I'm just saying that they're, they're, those guys are available. And so the way a guy like Tim Hardaway Jr. gets up to $20 million, $21 million, is there's a market or there's a, there's a market shortage for a guy like that. And all of a sudden there's a bidding war between, you know, one team and another. And so if there's not, if there's a, a bunch of these guys out there and not a ton of teams with, with that much money, then I don't know if that, that's going to go up. So the Mavs might be bidding against themselves, which there's all kinds of complicated things with that too. Do you disrespect the guy by not offering him enough money, right? Do you lowball yeah. him too much? If they offer him 12 million a year, is he just completely upset with that and decides to try and go get more from Miami, right? Does Miami even want him? And, you know, there's been that that connection. Do the Spurs have the Spurs have money? Do they want him? The Knicks, do they want him back, right? Like those are the teams with money. And I'm not sure that they're going to get he's going to get that much more from this. So uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that all plays out. Same with some of these point guards. I mean, some of these are the guys are obviously going to get max deals and Chris Paul and uh, probably Kyle Lowry, but then there's Conley and Drogic and you can count DeRozan, I guess, in there too. And some of these guys, I mean, who's going to offer them a, a you know max deal? Some of yeah, them, well, and I think I think some of this is going to come down to signing trades. I I think we're going to yeah, see probably. some of these guys that they're going to kind of pick some of these teams and say, hey, I want to go to this team and. That team might not have the full space in that. I think we mentioned this a few weeks ago. I think last week sometime we were talking about the conference finals, and I felt validated whenever Zach Lowe and them talked about in a similar <laughs> vein of saying, 
I think teams across the league are looking at this run that Phoenix is on right now saying, well, dang, are we one move away? Yeah. Are we, you know, we a few small moves away from being in a fi- in a finals. It's like, especially in the West, could you talk yourself into, you know, the situation over the coming years? Could you talk yourself into, well, dang, is LeBron really like aging right now? AD's kind of injury prone. You look at the Clippers and saying, what's Kawhi going to do? Like it, Kawhi's kind of, you know, injury stuff too. Is he even going to stay? And then after that, it's like, how 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 wide open is Phoenix's window right now with Chris Paul at however old he is right now, 35, 36? Well, I, we're not looking at the, the Suns like they're going to be back-to-back champs or you know, anything like that. No, like, but their like, their that's path the, to, the, to the finals was I mean, not trying to discredit them, but they hit injury hit injured team after injured team. And so there's the teams like there's the Lakers, there's the Clippers, there's the Nuggets, and I think I guess you put the Suns in there. Yeah, uh, as teams that could possibly make a finals right now with with their team that they have. But even like Denver, Jamal Murray's not going to be there for him next year, and it's like so now you're missing him. So that that's why I'm saying like how many of these teams, the Dallas's of the world, the you know Blazers, any of, Jazz. yes Blazers, Jazz, Warriors. whoever. Like I think I think some of these teams, especially in the West, can look at it and say, "Man, is our window open? Are we just a move or two away from being the Suns of 2022?" And because I think that's where some teams are at, <laughs> including Dallas. Being a move or two away from being the Suns has re- that f- phrase has really changed over the last couple of years here. Maybe even the last year. I mean, like, selling be- off and yeah, going a move or two away up. from being the Suns used to be. You'll have a general manager bring in a goat and poop in your office, right? Like, hey, Dragon Bender, Marquise Chris. Man, it's wild how fast the team can turn around, which gives you hope, right? It gives you hope, but it's the hope that kills you, Isaac. Are you happy because of? There you go. Let us know in the comments what you think about Conley, what you think about Slovenia and all that. Would you take Conley if it meant losing Tim Hardaway Jr. for nothing? That's basically a trade-off that the Mavericks would have to make. What do you think about that? Let us know in the comments, and we will be back this week. All kinds of stuff. Locked on Mavs. Hey, and you know what? The finals start on Tuesday. And today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Peace out.